Man, I suck at that fade. How's it going tonight, Ryan? It's good. It's good to hear the Sandman. Good to be talking to you too, Joe. Yeah, man. You know, he has been sending me a ton of songs and I have not been able to listen. I feel Come so bad. Oh, man. I know. I got to. And yeah, Ryan's not going to be on camera tonight because he hasn't. Well, he could use his Ryan's messy RC room set up, but he's uh, not. But I'm fine. It's fine. We're glad to have you here. Thank you for um, subbing in for Joey Fitz. You know, Joey's been, he's working himself to death. You know what I mean? Okay. So What's he doing these days? He's got his regular 9 to 5 for Cummins, and then he's working overnights at, like, UPS or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that doesn't sound pleasant, so. Is he, he scrambling money together for a house or what? No, well, he thought that this was going to be a slower time of the season at Cummins, but it's not. But he decided to okay. keep both jobs. Right on. So all he's doing is working. Sure. Yeah. What have you been up to lately? Um, you got your. How old are your boys now? Three? Or they're on Striders. <laughs> year and a half. Year and a half already on Striders. That's awesome. They're a year and a half. They um they can just barely you know get their crotch over the <clears throat> excuse me over the crossbar. Yeah. And yeah. um just kind of learning how to pitter patter them around the house actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a hoot. Yeah. Um, still. I mean, every day they learn something new. It's a, it's a hell of a journey. It's fun, though. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I spend most of my free time doing whatever with them. A uh, little bit on golf. Uh, I tried to spend a little bit of time on RC racing lately. Didn't work out all the way. I, I got to dollar one day. Okay. Finished a 12th scale that I bought over a year ago. <laughs> and I didn't get it going fully for uh motorhead madness <clears throat> okay and um so anyway i got to the track um kind of started getting it trimmed in i don't think it's fast yet but it's drivable well that's so good. i'll uh i'll be able to race stock 12th scale the next time that it works out probably i'm gonna probably try to hit the new year's rumble okay up there in superior yep and um what else uh Work's going pretty good. Um, went really hard from August until about a month ago. I was, I was working about 74 hours a week. Wow. And um, now down to uh, the last three, four weeks, been doing a 410 schedule. So it's just been mint. Nice, nice. Yeah, Greening and Cam yeah. both say, uh, or I mean, Jeremiah and Cam both say, uh, Greening using the Dollar Hobbies camera. Cam goes, Ryan looking great, been as well since he's seen him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. so I I was um, race directing the Christmas Classic, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but, yeah, dude, I 
I'm race directing, and then all of a sudden, I just peek at my phone in between heats, and my phone is blown up. Fix the camera. Why is the camera not working? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, I have nothing to do with it. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I can't I, believe people want to watch that so bad. It's that, that's kind of I I guess I haven't checked in in years, but that thing is not that thing in specifically to dollar hobbies, but just in general, those are usually pretty hard to watch. Um, Mod Media is doing a really good job of it, and so is Keenan. So they're taking the format that was handed to them and actually making it entertaining. If you watch the ten scale worlds. I mean, you could just listen to it. It was actually really good. Cool. Yeah, and you know, Keenan's doing an awesome job. Um, he started. Um, he start. I he said what it was. Keenan, if you're on here, name your new company's name because he started a new like race production company. Oh wow! Yeah, Keenan's been going hard. I think he's probably been home like two days in the last like seven weeks oh no kidding yeah um does he still have any involvement with jq oh i'm sure Mayako. i think he's kind of part of the team but i he's not what he was with jq sure i think he helps where need be um Mayako really took a hit when Ronald Falk left. Um, they might not see it as a hit. And it kind of... Ronald Falk stabbed himself with that Matrix tire bullshit. Because his first year with Mayako was so good. It was like world championship level. And he, okay. took, he took second at the Worlds. And then he, then he si- signs a, a yeah. subpar tire deal for a bunch of money or what? Yep. And, a, you know, Angaro signed the same deal. All of a sudden, Ngaro's not winning races the same way as he used to. Okay. That is not a coincidence. I've never even heard of Matrix tires. So. They're an on-road tire, tire, you know, what a manufacturer. And they decided okay. to get in the off-road game. European. Um, them and Hot Race, I guess, are mortal enemies. Well, Hot Race is way up on those guys right now. They better get their shit together. Or Hot Race is going to bury them. In uh, in youth sports tournament terminology, I think we used to call that the toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> the, the people fight not to be last. Right. Well, you know, hot race is not bad. Hot race is a competitive tire. You okay. know, when you guys figured out, or when they figured out, I should say. Um, yeah. So, but before we get into any race information and whatnot, um, go to pwrmerch.com. Get your ran out of talent gear. It's too late to get it for Christmas, but hey, you know, you might get it for middle of January, something like that. Oh, Andrew Clark uh, gave me Keenan's um, product. It's Elite RC Productions. Sorry about that. So, anyways, go to pwrmerch.com and. Um, not only check out Ran Out of Talent Gear, but check out some of the other cool stuff that Corey Hins has designed or put on a shirt. It all goes back to help Minnesota racing. So, yeah. You can see, Ryan, that this is a new setup. So, it's like I see the comments come in as they come in, and it's like they, they distract, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I like it. No, it's cool. Yeah. Um, I haven't been a part 
of a live show yet. So yeah, it's you know we never really cut shows. We we only cut up two shows and. One was an interesting mistake, and the other one was like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about his involvement in JQ. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Um, so what's new with you? you um, we thought you're, we were going to see you at the Christmas Classic, but your family did what families do, and everybody in the house was sick. Everybody got sick. Do that. So, yeah, that was, that was a bummer. I'd, I had that that whole weekend set aside for rc fun and then like you said you know it happens all the time it, with families so oh especially gotta roll with it um wait until they go so yeah, to school that, what's that wait until they go to school for the first time oh i can't even admit well i mean they're they're going and seeing random kids at daycare all the time they so they don't hang out with the same kids every single day my my wife runs what they call a backup center. Okay, okay. So my kids are regular there, but okay. all the other kids are random in and out. So I, th- I think, right. you know, it's doing a pretty good job of getting their immune system built up. I mean, they're sick all the time, so oh, it yeah. must be. Yeah, it's actually a good thing. But I remember, so as you can see right now, I'm a bit overweight. And then um, because in August... I pulled out my back deadlifting. So I was down for an entire month, no activity. And then I get to the gym like for two days, the kids go back to school and then we go to the final round at, um, at, um, Rick's hobby farm. And it goes from like 80 degrees to like 60 degrees and raining. So that perfect storm made me sick for a month, dude. Oh wow! Yeah, well, like it's, a, so it's also building your immune system back up too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been this sick this often in a long time. I've, I'm working on whatever kept me out of the Christmas classic still. Yeah. So some kind of sinus deal. I don't even know what it is. the The doctor said it was viral, but yeah. anyway, um, yeah. I, I told you, and I told some other people recently that. <clears throat> My latest project for RC is getting a monster truck together. Yeah. The, the new Techno MT 410 2.0. Um, waiting on basically just the kit now. I've I've got pretty much everything that I need. I've got a body off to Bruce over at What Busy kind body of body Designs. did he go with? It's um some kind of Silverado. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's I... a modern modern looking Silverado. Good. Both both Proline and J Concepts are doing an excellent job in the monster truck line. Sure. Yeah, this, I wouldn't, I mean, it's not like a traditional monster truck body. Okay. Um, I, I wonder if maybe it's actually a, a crawler body. That I'd could have to go be. back and look anyway, but it's, um yeah, it's going to look fairly scale, except it's it's going to have my race paint on oh, it. Oh, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, that's just a, a toy for the yard and uh one day something you know super fun and basically you know fairly bulletproof on that platform um something for the boys to learn how to drive on i i need a toy for the yard um except all my extra cash is going towards oval and fist scale right now 
Oh yeah, I bet. I actually lucked out. I had I got some uh, got some cash for my mom for my birthday. Nice. And then last night, last night put me over the top. I I won a twenty person uh, hold'em tournament. Nice. And that put me well past uh, the rest of the money that I needed. Probably a the kit, and then I might have to get a a three S battery. I don't know if I have something that'll really three ah, S there and work really well. Three S batteries yeah, are so oddballs. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna run it on 3s so i went with like a 3000 kv pro okay. hd motor okay pro 4 hd yep so that kind of took me back to my um kind of the beginnings of racing for me because what really got me into it was the techno short course and and going to the 510 raceway nice nice that's kind of neat had some nostalgic feelings there yeah for sure uh um, so yeah keenan checking in he is just saying elite is not just his it's five of them that all do their own job uh jeremiah i can't say that word on a live stream or we'll get banned and craig stern goes i had a few vta guys come out and race oval to win bacon today that's awesome so speaking of vta um last week it was the christmas classic at dollar hobbies we ended up with like 75 entries, which is pretty good because the Christmas Classic hasn't been a very big draw. Nope. Um, yeah, I you know, I wasn't really familiar with how much on-road guys like practice. <laughs> so okay. I'm, I, I'm looking at the schedule, and after round two on Saturday, so really the first round on Saturday because we ran around Friday night, we take an hour break, shut the track down for lunch. And, dude, I love that. No noise. Well, I mean, there's the pitter-patter up in the pits. Um, Jeff got this awesome catering Italian joint for lunch. But then after that hour, there's an hour of open practice. It's like, okay. You know, round three happens. Another hour of open practice. It's like, huh. You know, I've never really... um. Because, you know, us off-road guys, it's like pound it through. Get it going as quick as humanly possible. It sounds, I think it must be fairly unique to that race, at least locally, because um, at the at Motorhead Madness, I think we pretty much have to power through the whole time. Oh, you do. So many people in so many classes. Yep. Uh, Jake and S- Jacob Schweisberger and AJ popping in. AJ kicked my ass in Oval last night, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Right now, we're talking about the Christmas Classic. Um, I don't know. Uh, VTA. That's an interesting class, man. The reason why is I've never seen a class evolve the way VTA has. Because you're supposed to, you know, use an older, crappy chassis with a spec motor and a body on. So you're, t- I mean, you're talking about VTA ten plus years ago. Yes, right? yes, right before Novak closed, actually. Because when Novak, when Novak closed, then the floodgates of opening that class went through the roof. But I heard. Motive and Gravity are working on um, a new overall um, spec motor. Okay. So, you know, that'll maybe help a little bit, but um, no VTA. It's interesting to me because kind of out of nowhere, 25.5 sedan 
has popped it's up. It's huge. It was the biggest class so of the now weekend. There's, now there's two cars with the exact same chassis and electronic package. But one has better oh, tires yeah, and a better body. body and tires. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's just more racing. And But 25.5 was huge. Um, but, yeah, Matt Campbell won the whole deal. Evan Chachowski took second, and Brad Sulek took third. So, it, But it was great racing through the whole thing. Um, let's look at, speaking of 25.5, that is the seems to be the next big class because man it was tight the racing was just insane um, i'd imagine yeah matt, that's a really really good handling vehicle and so to make it slower right. is, is just gonna tighten that pack right up together right matt del judas won that one followed by evan chachowski in the second and jason toby in the third but everybody in that A main, I screwed up and put nine people in the A main. I was only supposed to put eight. Okay. But, eh, whatever. They can deal with it. Effers. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but it was, it was a blast. Um, 17.5, 12 scale. Uh, Jeff Choban won that. Uh, Skews TQ'd and took second. And Sean Madden, another Marshall guy, took third. Um, First time I met Sean Madden, he's a really awesome dude. I mean, everybody there was... It's a different group of guys that I'm not used to, but once I got to know all of them, like Snowy and... Um, and um, What's that? There was Mod Touring Car, the guy who won that. He's a... I guess he's a big national racer. I've never heard of him. Like uh, Brian... Yeah, Bu there was a... Brian Bussey. Yeah, there was three, four, five names that I noticed were out of town and quick. Yeah. Well, dude, mod touring car on that track. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah, Brian Bussey, he won mod touring car followed by Mark Farley and Jason Toby. But, you know, I did know um I did know Bill Sider. I've met him before, but he was and Eric Jones. I've known Eric Jones from the Nitro on-road days. So, yeah, man, it was a great weekend. Um, I'm hoping we can build upon that for the icebreaker. I think the, I think he's calling it the icebreaker again. Oh, I shared it to my Facebook today. That's in March. It's another weekend yep. on-road race. Absolutely. Nice, uh... Nice little weekend, uh, see where you're sitting before the Minnesota State Champs. Yeah. And, it, you know, we used it as a warm-up race last year. I don't know. Um, Friday night. So that's when my long weekend started. Dude, I could not be happier. 84 entries on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's massive. It, the, it's really been trending. Yes. And... Everybody was helped out. Everybody was ready to go. Everybody, it was just bang, bang. It couldn't have gone any smoother. Um, yeah, so we'll just talk about a couple. You're going to hate this, Ryan, and I dislike it too, but it actually became necessary. Intermediate stock buggy was the biggest class. They did... They did not like going down to like in J Main. They they were feeling. I mean, I get it. It's 
It's um. I don't get it. I I don't. I I'll never get it because whatever letter main you end up in, you should have fabulous racing because you should be so close to each other, especially yeah. when you have that big of a pool to start with. Yes. And you chop them all up. Almost everybody ends up in the main that they belong in. There's there's going to be some, you know some factors in there that keep people from being as high as they should be or, or whatnot that happens once in a while. But right. for the most part, what I remember going back to when I first started racing, um, it, it, it just worked. Yeah. You know, well, we're dinosaurs, I guess, because every, <laughs> everybody likes that intermediate or independent class. Next year, we're talking about making a 21 five. So there's more of a distinction. Right. I, I don't know. Um that would I think that would bum me out just because there would be nowhere else to race that car. Well the thing about that Locally. is um Minnesota's the only only place in the country that doesn't have a twenty one five buggy class. It's literally the biggest everywhere else. Sure. Kinda for like our region. Yep. Within a two to three hour bubble. Yeah. You build that car, let's say Let's say they start a class at Dollar next week. You build that car. That's the only place you can run that car. Right. But that's, you know, a lot of these guys in independent or intermediate, whatever you want to call it, they're only racing at Dollar. A lot of them are. Sure. Yeah, I know. I get I just, it. I, I, like, I just like continuity because people's lives change. Your schedule changes. That's what's so awesome about a 17.5 buggy. Yeah, there's so many great places. You can take them anywhere. Even with losing, we lost two amazing racetracks, and we still have so much good racing for that vehicle. Yeah, exactly. MMR, Dollar, Toy Box. Phenomenal. Right. Um, Yeah, but we'll look at Independent. Uh, Matt Kronig won that one with a real tight battle with Ted Johnson and Jay Rakovich in third. Bub TQ'd that one, but uh, he... Busted out, I think. Um, let's go to expert, dude. Expert is so difficult. Like I'm just watching those guys, and they're just like perfect. And if you're not, per it keeps going back to the Christmas Classic. Dang it! Um, I had to move the event back to the Christmas Classic when I did points on Friday night because it wouldn't add up points for an event that was already selected. Okay. I don't get it, but, you know, it's not for me to get. So we had uh, expert two-wheel stock buggy. Kyle Holmberg wins that one, followed by Torot and Ethan uh, Michelson. Now with four-wheel... They've been begging for, not begging, but they're like, hey, can we get an intermediate? It's like, A, there's not enough of them, and B, I kind of sort that one for round one because it's so fast, and I don't want somebody that's just getting their feet wet and wheeler up against like a Holmberg or a, or a Michelson or, you know what I mean? Sure. Because they're going to crash and break, both of them. Right. Uh, Kyle Holmberg wins that one, followed by Caden Voss and Ethan. Uh, it was really close through a lot of that race, but Caden just crashed a couple times, and yeah. 
Yeah, Evan Tapp was there. I told him if he made the A because he left early to make some flight to New York because he thinks he needs sleep in life, which you don't. You don't need to sleep. Um, I said he can sleep on the plane. And, um, yeah, it's – I'm like, dude, if you make that Wheeler A main, you got to stay. And he's like, no, no. He missed it by one spot. Um, Austin Wolf is wondering, stadium truck or short course? If you had to choose, pick one. <sighs> That's a tough choose one. Choose what? Which which one to eliminate from existence? <laughs> no. I pick, I pick stadium truck. I'm sick of seeing it pop up here and there. Yeah, but short course is getting big again too. You know, I would go with the numbers because you're going to have the same issues. Not issues. Um, people are getting them to work finally. So Go you're... with the numbers, but also know that Within a year or so, it could die. Probably not going to exist. Yeah, I mean, you and I had mini truggy on life oh, support yeah. for. I knew we were going this direction. Oh man, for we, a year, we made and that a half. happen. You and I made that. I'm trying to do the same with fifth scale, and that's a little bit harder because of the price range. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, if people, I'll tell you this much: if fast. A-scale drivers took my fifth scale around FTR. They would sell their A-scale shit and buy fifth scales. But the problem is, is my truck is, was so shot that at the end of every race day, it was busted. <laughs> <laughs> sure. With something else. So my truck's going to be fresh for Vegas. Um, Cam says you're spot on. Chase says you look like a good golf ball. <laughs> Shore's saying, preach on, Ryan. Chase is wondering what's up. Chase is on a podcast now. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Uh, Wheel and Trigger, it's Tuesday or Wednesday nights live. It's really good. I listen to the recording. I can rarely listen live because that's one of the rare times I get to go to the gym these days. Sure. Yeah, I always loved having that guy on the program, and he's one of my favorite social media follows. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. Big ups. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did I ever tell you I'm an office guy now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moving on up. It's weird. It's freaking weird. I have to watch my mouth. I don't get to listen to podcasts all day. My mouth has gotten considerably better since becoming a parent. And just seeing how quick they pick up on yep. what you say. Yeah, but wait till your kids become teenagers like mine, and then you see them screwing up, and then you're like, hey, fuck face, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's even, I mean, it's changed the way I speak at work. Right? No, too. it does. It does. Um, Which is good. Yeah. You know, every other word doesn't need to be F. Yeah. So. It, it'll be 10, 12 years before you're at that point to where you're calling your kids names but <laughs> but it comes from a place of love <laughs> yep. um let's pull up the hobby farm before we pull up silly season results because last night was a crazy night i left before the end i feel so bad for joe three because we've been tag teaming a car okay and i forgot my tire bag and ryan oh, no. you should see the tires that were on my car and people did offer to let me use their tires i'm like dude Thanks, but I don't want to because tire wear was abnormally high last night. Um, the rubber is an inch away from the foam. They're balloon so bad. 
<laughs> and that right front is almost down to the foam. <laughs> so normally when he gets his, I'm building him a street stock, he won't race sportsman, but he raced sportsman last night because A, he's getting his feet wet, and B, we're tag teaming the same Midwest sprint, or Midwest modified, excuse me. We'll take a look at Midwest Modified because there's names in here you'll recognize, and we'll go through the whole thing. So Frank Miller wins it. Uh, Dustin Nelson takes second. Clayton Cartluca third. Trevor Johnson, first night racing oval, and he puts a spanking. Dude, he was fast. Awesome. Love to see it. Chris Bangle in the five and Austin Jacobson in the six. Um. Yeah, Noah Maddox started showing up, all that junk. Um, let's go to Street Stock. Yeah, Dust- Trevor sent me a picture of that car, I think on Friday, probably Friday night. Dude, they're I fun. I have been happier. Well, they're fun, and I would try to have you get into it, but you're so far away. Yep. Well, Dirt Oval <clears throat> and Trevor Johnson yeah. are two of the original things that I did in RC yeah. is we were playing around with dirt oval, true loose dirt oval. Yes. Up in Braxter, Minnesota. And yeah. uh, Trevor was part of that. So I, I'm happy that he found something to do with that car after the five ten so, shut down. Yeah. So. Grip was so high last night that I actually turned my throttle up to 90%. Okay. Yeah, we normally the tires don't wear and we run about between seventy five and eighty five percent throttle. Sure. But dude, it was it was a fun night. Um let's look at street stock. Uh Dustin Nelson won that one. Gavin Howland took second and Frank Millen t- Miller took third. Clayton in the fourth with the SR ten. <laughs> um awesome. yeah. Dude, so I'm I'm meeting these oval guys, and they're I like these oval guys. Everybody they still have a a healthy contingent of guys that actually race one to one dirt oval in the the rest I, of the year. They either race one to one dirt oval, or they have like a brother because they yep. there there was some race on last night that looked really small track. It was almost the chili bowl. I don't think it was a chili bowl. The chili bowl's in January. Okay. Um, but it was like the chili bowl, but it was uh, modifieds and late models. Oh, okay. So not not tiny cars, just a tiny track. Very tiny track. Yeah. And the place was that place. But we were watching that, and those guys were like, hey, it's that guy. Yeah, it's cousin this, it's uncle that type thing. But yep, I'll... Yep. But, like, um, a good example, the Howland family. So I, I'm building Joe 3's um, street stock, and I'm looking at their stuff. I'm like, hey, you know, what's what are you uh, doing here? What are you doing? And they're just super helpful. Um, and it's like if somebody sees you missing something, like I didn't have a bumper on my car, they'll be like, oh, here, I have a spare one, that type of shit. Yeah. Um, Austin says it was Gateway the race so but yeah man it was fun i i'm enjoying myself it's not i'm not taking it seriously (laughs) so that at least not yet so (laughs) 
That's going to change in February. You want to know why it's going to change in February? Because uh, you're you. Yep. So we're going to go down to Island Speedway in February. And we're going to run the um, Carpet Off-Road State Championship race. Awesome. And then the day after, it so happens that they're going to have an oval race. And we're going to race oval. And that's a big oval. Like six, it looks like a six second lap oval. And I think that's where my serious gear is going to kick in. Right on. But you know what? It hasn't yet. And I'm having a good time. And glad to hear that. It's not something that you usually do. Yeah. You know what? My serious gear kicked in with the fist scale and I'm still having a blast doing it. I'm, I only get sad when my truck, like I don't do anything bad to my truck. It's just 40 pounds and shit breaks. Yep. Um, so I'm going to pull up. Yeah, It's like trying to race a side by side. They're, they're a hell of a lot of fun. They're just not actually designed to take the abuse that gets put on them. Right. And you know, all those guys like, and again, the fist scale community, they're very similar. Um, they're very helpful also. Like, um, there's these OB, OBR guys, O'Neill Brother Racing, and the mod guys that, you know, mod RC products, both very helpful people. Um, I'm going to look at their Midwest Mod Open Chassis. Holy shit, dude, it's going to get really serious. On that massive oval, they're still doing four-second laps. It looks like a six-second lap oval. So yeah, we're getting we're getting serious come February. Sure. And then I'm gonna build. Well, we'll see how my money's doing. Austin says I'm gonna take seriously. Joe might get a sprint car for a second class. <laughs> yeah, I might. That's true. I'm looking at a sprint car. Clayton might be selling one. <laughs> You know, we'll see how that works out. I might go the other way and do uh, street stock. Um, yeah. So, do you have any um upcoming before we can get into news? We got news and like some questions. Uh, well, just on the horizon for me is um, I <laughs> in order to race off road, I still need to switch my car back. <clears throat> my two wheel drive buggy is set up for on-road, oh. sort of, the best that it could. I, I raced that class up at Motorhead Madness. They gotcha. have a 17.5 yep. two-wheel drive buggy class up there. Yep. Um. So I did that. So I have, that car is still slammed down, just haven't gotten around. I was going to go Friday and do that, and then right. um, I, I saw my golf clubs, and I didn't have to get shock oil on my fingers yeah. in order to go use them. So. Um, I put it off again, but it it will happen. Uh, I've definitely got the bug. Um, I'm going to probably use some uh, laid off time in the future to go to Dollar, build that monster truck. While I'm there, I might as well get the buggy, swap back so I can play some off-road. And then I I just need to hit um, one or two on-road races before we're back and it's time for Motorhead Madness again, my my favorite race of the year. Right, right. Um, you know, there's a good race coming up, and you should set your car up for AstroTurf. D- 
December 30th is going to be the border battle at uh, the Toy Box. So Yeah, 100%. I'd, I want to get back to the Toy Box for sure. Right now, I... I used to be willing to sacrifice sleep and show up to work yep. tired on Thursday. Right. And I'm just I'm just not willing to do it anymore. But I bet it'll I bet it'll happen once or twice this right. year. So. Are you uh still waking up butt ass early for work? No, not anymore. No, it's That's um, good. I don't work on the rental side right now. I've okay. been working at the refinery in Rosemount. Nice. And starting at 7 a.m. It's literally just me being a baby and not wanting to only get six hours of sleep or whatever, which it's it's totally doable. It is. And I think I think once I actually get the car back into off-road mode, yep. it won't be long before I end up back at the toy box because I, I love everything that they do there. Yeah, me too. Um, I haven't been there yet this year because I've been, I've been running myself thin, Ryan. <laughs> yeah you have so but that's gonna stop until i'm not doing any more race directing until the next dollar off-road race sure other than that yeah so yeah december 30th guys it's gonna be the next border battle race at the toy box it is a point series between the toy box and dollar hobbies um so right now Silly season is amongst amongst us. A lot has happened that we haven't talked about because we were off for whatever reasons. Um, I was race directing last week, but uh, seems like Team HB is dissolving. Or the pro yeah, what side. What do you make of that? The pro what side. What have you heard? Well, Little Bump left, and he went to Kyosho. And then a whole bunch of people followed, you know, guys you might have heard of, guys you haven't. And then Cole Ogden on his last, because everybody's like, oh, oh, Ryan Pavitas left. So Ryan went under a post on either Keenan's page or the No Name RC podcast page, because all of a sudden Ryan just started putting a stick, a uh, piece of tape over the HB Racing, and then he goes, uh, HB has not paid me for this, that, and the other. And when I tried contacting them, they ghosted him. <laughs> HB ghosted Ryan Pavitas. Um, but then all of a sudden on Cole Ogden's final race, final race of the year report, he's like, I love all my sponsors and what you do, but uh, keep your eye out on my page for what's coming for 2024. Silly season isn't over yet. And you wouldn't say that if you're like switching fuel. No doubt. So, at least in America, HB will have no professional team. As of now, now, silly season's not over. They have not announced any signings. It's possible that they will. I think they're going to go the way of Mugen. Because Mugen didn't see any pickup of sales when they had Ryan Mayfield. And they didn't see any drop in sales when they got rid of him. So interesting. So you think everything's still okay company wise? It's not no not looking at another when was the when was the reorganization there? Oh, when did everything when change? When did Seth leave? Was that AP? um I want to say twenty fourteen? But it's re the this would be the third reorganization if they're doing it. 
because HPI used to own HB. Right. And then HPI went to hell, and then it was just HB. And before HPI, it was just HB. So, yeah, man, it's... Jason is an HB guy. What, yeah. what do you got going on right now, Jason? Any, anything to uh, give us? Chase, Chase is staying. At least that's okay. what he said on... You know, the car is not the newest car, but the car before that, the one that everybody can still get and make their new car into the old car, is a good car. Um, their gearboxes are just a fucking joke, though. Pulling the diff out, it's like an hour project. Um, I mean, if you can't get the diff out with four screws, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh man, it reminds me of running that Losi four wheel drive. Oh, the, back in the day, man, and I love that car when uh, it was working. But oh my gosh, did I hate it when I had to actually do something to it? There was one for sale at uh, the barn last night. I'm like, ooh, oh, gosh. it was for sale for like two hundred bucks, and I almost picked it up because I go, one day this thing's gonna be a collector. It's not a collector yet, but one day it will be. <laughs> but I let it sit. Because if I'm spending any kind of money, it's going to be on a sprint car. Right on. So, yeah, man, I don't know what's happened with HB, but um, it doesn't look good. Uh, but it, it's a shame. They were a good team. Uh, also, Yao Figueredo's out at Kyosho and out at ProLine. Uh, European driver, I doubt you know him. Uh, no, I remember the name. He, I would say he's um, a Seth-level pro to where he's about to break through, but, you know, he's had a lot of top fives, and he had a really good last half of the year. And, yeah, I'm curious where he's going to go. And this is the next one. Did you hear Ty Tessman's How to X-Ray? Yes, that I did. I'm I'm plugged in enough to my facebook feed that i caught that yeah so what i well obviously gord was out right before ty and from what i'm hearing gord's going back to a regular nine to five job and they were saying on both the no name rc podcast and the um wheel and trigger podcast ty might be retiring he's only 30 30 years old retiring from rc racing I don't care how successful successful you are, low six figures a year is not enough to retire when you're 30. Right. It's not. Um, maybe he'll open up his own RC deal in Canada, maybe do a, like what Jimmy Babcock did in California, whatever. Because when Jimmy Babcock was done being a pro driver, he started as JBRL that, it's not a laughing stock, but people dislike it because you don't get any track time and you pay a shit ton for entry fees. It seemed like it was strong for a long time, though. It's still pretty strong. Um, God, I want to say one time you got like three or 400 entries and <laughs> it got shortened up pretty good. Yeah. That's one thing that the Techno Series has been doing. So it's unfortunate. So, you know, the Techno Series, technically, if you could get there on Saturday, you could make it into a one-day event. Um, That's the one in Omaha. 
Yep. So, but they were getting like 200, 210, 220 entries, and they weren't getting out of there till like 12, 31 o'clock. So Alex goes, I'm going to make it into a two-day event, and that just crash numbers super hard. Oh, yeah. Because it's like the reason people went was, well, I like the um, Saturday-only setup because we went to the hotel and we slept a good night's sleep and we left at like 8 o'clock in the morning and we still had plenty of our afternoons to spend with our family. I mean, I get that it became a little too much. And again, far be it for me to tell Alex what to do, but the proper thing to do would have been to cap the races and pre-sign up. And if you don't know how to use RC sign up like some people didn't during COVID, well, you don't get a fucking race. Yeah. Yeah, if I was him, I probably would have just bumped the entries up. Yeah. Weed off, you know, weed off 20% of the people. Yeah, I mean, I quit going, I want to say the last time I went is 180 entries, which is, you know, it's awesome. It's just not my thing. So let's see what current, oh, he's got on road up. I'm kind of curious. They did another one because the first round was like 150 entries. I'm looking for the December 8th had um, 151 entries. So that's still really solid. I mean, you can't sneeze at that. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, Spencer Heckard is out at X-Work. Did you hear about that one? I did not. Not somebody I follow. Yeah, and he's... Low A-main guy? Yeah. At this point? Yeah, he's fat. He's and, faster than us by yeah. a lot. <laughs> yep. So, a spot's... His spot is opening up at S-Works. So... Cole Ogden going to S-Works. He has a lot of homies over at S-Works. Or is Seth Van Dalen potentially going to S-Works? Um, is there a spot opening up on Techno? They're going to play musical chairs and somebody's going to be left out. I mean, I'll totally believe that Ty's retiring because he just can't find a ride. You know. Right now, Ryan Pavitas is trying out the Sparko buggy. That's an inner... Sparko? Yeah, Sparko. So I went on a long rant about Sparko because there's another buggy brand that was entering the market. It's like, why? Why the fuck do we need another buggy? It's ridiculous. But their car looks pretty good. They got one of the Tylers running it. It was Tyler Jones. One of the Tylers. And then um and then um Ryan Pavitas has been spotted running the Sparco and he's been looking pretty good with it. So I wonder if Sparco's gonna use some cash that they might have gotten from a business loan or cash laying around. I'm waiting, and this is gonna be a screwed up thing, but it's already happened in every other aspect in sport. I'm waiting for that Saudi money back team. <laughs> because you know, like, imagine if you go be at offer like Ronald Falk and Mayfield and whoever else, three three of the best drivers in the world, 
be like, here's $400,000 a piece. This is 40 bucks to us, you poor losers. <laughs> they would take it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. And they would be stupid not to. So I, I, that's what I'm wondering is when the next Saudi or when there's going to be a Saudi back team. Cause it happened in golf because live golf <laughs> happened. Yeah. And, no, and it's, uh, it's, it's picking up some steam. No. So from what I, I, I heard live in the PGA were uh, merging and PGA was going to oh, be the, Saudi owned. Oh, those they're just in negotiations for whatever the future of golf is going to look like right now. Um, I don't see live dissolving at least not anytime real soon. Yeah. Um, they're going to get, they're probably going to get a couple to a few years out of all of these athletes that they bought. Right. Um, yeah. Pro golf is definitely going to look different eventually. Um, (laughs) I, I think, uh, I think it's pretty lofty. Hoping that the the Saudis are gonna come inject money into RC racing, but I, Dude, I would be here for it. You... I personally, I don't consume live. It's yeah. it's just not up my alley for the type of golf that I want to watch. Okay, I don't I don't blame any of the guys that go there. Um, some less informed people are usually pretty angry that they took the Saudi blood money, but they're they're not willing to look at. All There's the other blood, blood money, money that's all over yeah, the place. Plenty of blood money running around the PGA. Absolutely, they're they're, they're no saints yeah. by any stretch. Right. Um, but what I do like is those guys on Live. They have way more free time to put out content. Yes. Also, so they're putting out good stuff on YouTube, and mm-hmm. I'd I'd like to see something like that for, you know, for RC competition I'd, I'd like builds a better product. That too. It really does. You just need one guy, one of these Saudi oil princes that gets interested in RC. And you know (laughs) what? You're going to see a BP sticker right here. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy, buy me an RC racing league. Yep, absolutely. I want to run it. Yep. And I'm cheap, guys. I'm cheap. <laughs> Pay for my RC stuff for a year, and you could have a big ass logo behind me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things. It's um, one of the biggest jiu-jitsu tournaments in the world. It started out in two thousand. It's called the ADCC. That's Saudi money funded. One of the Saudi princes got into jiu-jitsu and said, "Hey, I'm going to create the biggest thing." Ever. John says they've uh, gone big time in drone racing, not too far of a stretch. Um, the thing with drone racing, wasn't the owner of the Miami Dolphins really into it? And all the races were held in Dolphin Stadium, I believe. I think. But they got TV coverage. Oh, it was massive. BattleBots is getting big again, too. I don't know if you listen to the episode. I know you don't watch him, but I don't know if you listen to the episode with um, Matt Olson, but he's a driver of one of the battle bots. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude's busier than me. That's the mod guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So he's doing his mod live media. Um, he's doing He's doing mod, you know, pucks and his hobby shop. 
and he's doing the fist scale deal and he's got a million series he's running and then he drives a battle bot. But I guess, so he, what he told me, it makes more sense now. All, everything you see on battle bots is filmed in two weeks time, right? Two weeks in a row. And then it's just cut up and put out. Yeah, my good friend Benny used to compete in that stuff back when he was, uh, when he was when he was married to a um, a mystic band woman, so money was no object back do you, then. Do you ever ask him if it if the money was worth it? Well, obviously it wasn't because he'd still be there. Yeah, John. Oh, John now was saying they had races in Dubai. Dubai is that Saudi, you know, oil money, or you you have your oil princes. Anyways, sorry about that. What happened with Benny? Oh, I was just mentioning that um, he used to play in that arena, but that yeah. was when he was swimming in cash like Scrooge McDuck. So. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait for that day. I hope that happens one day. <laughs> Do you play the lotto? No, but the wife and I went to the casino this morning. Oh, well, how the hell is it ever going to happen if you don't at least play the lotto, Joe? Well... My swimming. Oh, you're waiting for that Saudi oil money. That's it. That's right. That's right. And I know they watch this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, that they're we're big in Malaysia. No, it's some it's some poor. I see it in the Middle East, and it's probably some poor schmuck that barely has cell phone signal gets recommended and goes, "What the fuck is this shit?" And his battery dies while he's watching it. (laughs) Um. Yeah, uh, what else do I got? I got a lot. We've been going for an hour already, dude. Doesn't feel like an hour, does it? No, it usually never does. No. Um. All right, that's the biggest moves in silly season right now, which is odd because last year was silly season. That That was a big contract year. So it's weird to see all this, well, the whole HB thing. I'll tell you what, if you don't see a team in January, it won't be looking good for them. Um, you, you will unlikely have parts support soon because it's happened so many times before. A lot of guys, and like, you know, Chase, I don't think he was in this when it dissolved the first time or the second time. It dissolved two yeah, times. Know. I I have a hot bodies on road body with the old school tag. Um, let's see here. <sighs> the new Reedy twenty five five became illegal because they use the wrong statter. It's like you know poor manufacturing. You know they they should get the same spanking that Trinity got, but they're not gonna because Reedy has a cleaner legacy. Okay. Jeremiah says Saudis are into sandhill climbs and drifting. I can't click on your link there, Jeremiah. Dude, the wife and I had Mexican food after the casino, and it's sitting like a rock in my gut. And then I decided to go and grapple after, and I almost tapped because I almost vomited. Um. So... <clears throat> Kyle's going to dispute this, and he can all he wants. 
and he's probably right because he's a regional team manager and he knows these things. There's potentially another new two-wheel drive AE coming out, which I, even though I love the B6 platform, I hope they get away from it. They, yeah, why is that? Because they've been... Well, the B6 came out 2016 or 2017. But the B6.1 was like the end of 2017 or early 2018. And they've been using... There's nothing wrong with using the same transmission case or front arms or this or that for however many years. But it's just been, you know, a couple parts here and there have been changing. Why would you fix what isn't broke? Because eventually it'll become like the B4 series. And if you're not constantly innovating, people catch up to you and they will pass you very quickly. And then you're stuck with a monstrosity like the B5 series. Who do you see doing that at this point though? In the, in the near future, it's, I don't, I don't know. They're well, if you look at the TLR cars, um, your privateer cars that are quick, Cam goes, welcome to X-Ray, Joe, new car every year. I want to build a new two-wheel every year anyway because I use them so much that they're worn out. Build them in That's a great reason to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, there is no good reason to do it. No. You take your old one, you make it into an oval car, and you build a new two-wheel buggy. (laughs) There's a lot of time. Like my Wheeler, that thing sits 50% of the time. Like... um. MMR on a Friday night, I will not put my wheeler on that fucking track. I tried. It's not Is my it thing. Is it still mod wheeler there? Uh, they call it murder buggy. It's 13.5. You, oh, okay. you can't use any It used to be mod. You, with, with the newest 13.5s, you really can't use much more. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're wicked fast. Yeah. So, anyway... The reason I think there's a new buggy coming out because A-Main Hobbies dropped the price to $339, and so did, um, I can't think of the name of the track, the track in Arizona that just held the world's hobby action. They just down their price to $339. And then if you look, like I think they're out of stock. I'm going to double check. I believe... They're out of stock on Team Associated's webpage. They don't say back-ordered yet. Do you remember when um, we got the part number for the B6.3 early and we announced it on here and it made Kyle was on here and so was Clayton. It made him really uncomfortable. (laughs) I mean, they're your friends. If you can't make your friends uncomfortable, what the hell? Yep, 100%. I mean... Um, wow. So I clicked on the link on, huh? Oh, that's why I tell you want to know something ridiculous. I type in team associated into Google and team associated is the eighth thing to pop up. It's all like aiming hobbies and stuff like that. God, that's fucking annoying. It is. I want my search engines from at least five years ago. I use I use Brave quite often. 
It's not, it ends up being as good. Um, Ooh, yeah, the new A-scale buggies came out for Team Associated. I I know you probably don't care about that, but they um, allowed, or they put the running changes in the car is what they did. So they have it out of stock. This item is not yet available. So that says this item is not yet available. Usually when something's out of stock on Team Associated and they plan on restocking, it'll say this will be available late January, for an example. But on the B, I'm looking at it right now. I wish I knew how to share the page. But on the B6.4D kit, it says this item is not avail- is not yet available. That is very odd language. And then they're doing that classic deal. Not familiar. Oh, so they made a RC10 classic that all the plastic is clear. It's literally made to be just oh, a shelf. Oh, yeah. Clean. I, had, I, I did not understand that. I don't. You're not. You're not. That. You're not an old school dork like me. So Cam saying. Uh, he's building a new x-ray as he speaks. Eric Hogarth checking in. How's it going, Eric? Uh, Jake goes, I miss Ask Jeeves. I don't miss Ask Jeeves. I hate asking that snooty butler shit. He was a son of a bitch. And we had to use it in school. They wouldn't allow... I, I thought he was a reliable guy, to be honest with you. He They wouldn't allow us on like Yahoo and stuff like that. It had to be Ask Jeeves. John goes, uh, seem like we've hit a point where there's not a lot of innovation to be found since the YZ2 in 2015. All the cars nearly look the same nine years. Well, John, he's a good guy to ask because he went from Yokomo a long time ago when they came out with their modern two-wheel buggy. He's back on the Yokomo with the newest platform. And I'm kind of curious to see the changes. He's looking really good with it. When does he not? Um, he didn't look good with the Schumacher. And did he not? Did he not win a race with a Traxxas car? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Depend- he won. Yeah, but he's not racing against touring them guys. So when he does, I'm, I'm just saying he. Yeah, he can drive the wheels off of just about. Anything. He didn't look good with the Schumacher, and he didn't look good with the last time. At the end of the last time, he had Yokomo when he was still. When we were still running at Shamrock, he didn't look good with that Yokomo. And I tried that Yokomo, and that Yokomo was a chunk of shit. John says it drives a lot like a B6.4, to be honest. And it's like, yeah, everything's driving a lot like a B6.4. And John and Jayco, the old bandito. So um, I got a couple more things, and then we got questions. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but I kind of do have a side quest of my own questions. Yeah, I, 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 just I, keep that in mind. I didn't copy those, but we'll get to the ones that I've got them. Okay. Um. So X-ray did something fucked up, and Cam's building the new X-ray right now. So they said, "Screw all you guys! You're not going to use our pistons, and you're not going to use our springs anymore." Oh, they changed up their shock platform? Guess what size? And they did it. I don't know. Are they going backwards? No, they did it. Small or? They did it as a fuck you to everybody in that. Because, you know, 
every car has like i have schumacher springs on my b6.4 right now okay you know that type of thing yeah cam just says it they're a 13.2 millimeter <laughs> that that will make zero difference zero difference whatsoever it's yeah, just to be so like you cannot put our there. piston in your shock yeah right on that's the reason they did that's the only reason um, unless you want a whole lot of bleed by yeah <laughs> well you know some people are going to try doing some silly shit you know that too yeah so i only had a couple questions on my end and i know you got a whole bunch um, Jacob is wondering, are am I going to Island Speedway on the 30th for, uh, Jacob, you got your dates mixed up. So he's wondering if I was going, oh no, he's wondering if I was going to Island on the 30th or the Iowa carpet championships race. I am not going on the 30th. I'm staying local. Cause I mean, when you can, you should stay local. Um, I'm going to be going to the toy box on the 30th for the border battle race. I'm hoping to see another hundred plus entry event. Cause I announced that one. I was supposed to race it, but Jeff had shit to do. So yeah, I tried racing and announcing again. It did not work. Ryan never does. Have you ever stood next to Dan Alvarez on the driver's stand? <laughs> yeah. Do you hear him click his radio? yes that's his trigger finger <laughs> i was doing that with a wheeler on a tight track all of a sudden round two i heard people go "Ooh, uh, no that type of thing <laughs> i'm like all right i'm just gonna pull it the rest of the day but i am gonna go to the iowa carpet championship race and i'm gonna race oval the next day god so, dan can rip off a fast lap here and there though he was Back in his RC warehouse days, he was like fast, fast. Well, back a week ago, he had, in several of his races, he had the fast lap. Oh, yeah. And he'll do that, too. Oh, I, I, I love it. I love it for him. Ha! Ben um, Humphrey sometimes, goes... Some, sometimes he's he's hard to avoid out there when he's having a, a rough heat. Well, but... the... The problem is, was he kept tucking body. Sure. Humphrey but goes, can... Lemieux is running AE springs on the new car. Well, that, um, I mean, there you go. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just, just giving Dan a, a little boost because he can really, he still can lay it down. It doesn't always last for an entire race, but. No, but. You know. You know. We're all getting up there in age. If we can get that one or two fast laps. That thing that we're not laps. supposed to care about, but everybody cares about. Yeah. Fast lap. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Michael Cook goes, Joe and Joey. Well, Ryan's here. <laughs> Could you guys give a suggestion of what a local track can do to get more racers out there and a suggestion of what not to do? Thanks and love the show. Um, I can turn my mic off and just have you talk because you're – you along with others are, are doing it at dollar currently. So, well, you got to have a spec slash class period. And it's got to stay pretty close. Like the only thing you should be able to do is put like metal shock caps because the original shock caps suck balls and change the servo and put your radio in. You shouldn't be able to do anything, you know, dr 
you should be able to pull the truck out of the box that night and be able to race it and be somewhat competitive if you're a good driver. After you tape and glue the tires. Yes. Um, don't do anything stupid. And speaking of slash, if you can't get around the track well with a slash, it's too hard or something's wrong. You should, like, if you have a triple, you should be able to double single it. I, I'm not saying make it, you know, have the slash clear everything, but the slash should be able to get around okay. Um, get on Facebook on your local areas. Like, like we have the RC racing group. It's mostly Minnesotans, but a lot of guys post in there. Um, there's a ton of racing groups on Facebook. Um, yeah, there's that. And then I saw something more RC started doing Ryan and I really liked it. Mm. And they said, you see this two wheel drive buggy? It's built, it's set up for this track, and it's got a nice airbrush body that I painted. You know, lower level electronics, but it doesn't matter. Is like 800 bucks, ready to run. Charge it and run it that night. Yep. You know, that's big too, because the Slash gets them in the door, but a lot of guys race the Slash and... They want to do a buggy, but they've never built a vehicle. They're a little nervous about it. They don't want to screw anything up, and then they just quit. Yep. It's just like guys in on-road, guys that got pulled in with the ease of the Euro truck class. Or the Forte. And then didn't, didn't make the leap. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make it easy for them to make the leap. So... Um, yeah, that's about all I got for that one. And then, um, oh yeah, run a clean and quick race program. So there's a fine line there. You got to not be a dick about it, but on live time, there's a timer you set and don't have it start the race, but I have the timer set for two minutes in between every race. And when that clock hits 30 seconds, I'm like, all right, guys, straightaway's closed, and we're firing them off before that two minutes is over. So that also helps. Um, Cam is on here asking a question, even though he's on here more. Oh, and Cam goes intermediate, so there's another class for people to not be intimidated or race. Hate to say it because he's on board with you, Ryan, but that's the common thought about it. Oh, drives me nuts. It's weird. People are intimidated. You know, it's like... I, I remember... I, I, I can't identify with it because... Every other type of racing that I did, including RC... Yep. I sucked when I started. That gave me the fuel to put in the work, to get better, to make myself... You know, make my way up the ladder. Yep. Not, I didn't want a class that I could compete in immediately. I never thought that that was reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody's got, I'm sorry, somebody's got to finish last. No, you're right. Um, I get it. I get it, though, because, God, this world is so freaking soft that it is a necessity now. I'm, I will, I'll probably never stop whining about how soft it is. But it is soft because, you know, 
I I don't want to see it this harsh, but I remember. I'm not going to say the person's name, but my first time racing, very first time racing Nitro on road, I was all over the place and I peeled one of the fast guys and he started throwing his little fat ass temper tantrum on the driver's stand, turning all red and shit. And I stopped and I looked at him. I made eye contact and this was long before I started any type of anything else. I had confidence that I shouldn't have had Ryan. (laughs) I go, what in the fuck do you think you're going to do about it, you son of a bitch? And that shut him up so fast. Dude, I mean, it's just like if somebody yells at you, have the balls to be like, hey, no, fuck you. It's that simple. I mean, I don't know. Matt Del Judas checking in. He goes, sorry, you missed the first half of the show. He'll listen tomorrow. Just want to say thanks for everything last weekend. My guys that came up with me had a blast. You did a great job. Keep things, keeping things moving. I tried. Yep. Congratulations, Matt. Yeah. Matt had a great weekend. Jeremiah says he's on board with intermediate too. There's a handful of people that are dicks to run against when it comes to the new guy. Yep. And yep. any form of racing worldwide. Yep. It uh it attracts all kinds. We have dicks and novice if you weren't paying attention to that. <laughs> but anyway, um yeah, Cam's question is when building a new kit, do you just go with kit setup first and make changes from there, or do you think uh do you, do you like to put the changes in and think it'll work better? For me, it depends on who gave me the setup. Like, I go to three people, and if they don't have a setup for me, I'll start with stock. I go to Kyle Holmberg. I go to Clayton Kartluka. And I go to Will Britton for the clay. I should also say I go to Tony Slenton for um, Nitro. So I go to a handful of people, and if they don't have anything for me, then I'll start stock. What about you, Ryan? With the latest 10th scale car that I have, stock was a perfect starting point. Yeah. So that's what I did rather than change a ton of stuff on the car like you would have me do. Yeah. <laughs> by, going, by going off of this this setup sheet or that setup sheet. Um at least I could start stock, not be lost. You know, the car yeah, no. the car works great. Like, it's a very neutral car stock when you build it just off the setup sheet. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, a better, it's a better car than I am a driver. Yeah. So I was uh, fine. Plus, I'm, I guess I'm the wrong person to talk to just because I'm, I'm not coming at it from a, a super competitive frame of mind anymore. This is... It's all just a whole lot of fun now. But also, too, it depends on what amount of time I have. Like, I finished, so for the NCTS, I finished Joe 3's cars up the Wednesday night before the race we left Thursday morning for. (laughs) Sure. Because I was just busy doing other shit. And I was getting over being sick and junk like that. It was was rough. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's all I have for questions written on the page. Do you have anything? Yeah, well, you totally. do have a ton. Uh, yeah, I put out a Facebook 
post asking if anybody wanted to ask me directly some questions. So I'll go straight from the top. Uh, Douglas Reek, Ryan, for me in St. Cloud, would you recommend MMR or dollar? The only thing that would make the difference there for me is the availability, you know, in your schedule of you to race. Um, I've had a ton of fun in the past racing MMR on Friday nights. Right. I obviously enjoy dollar. Um, I would enjoy dollar even if it was 45 minutes away, which MMR is for me. Yep. Um, it's too bad that he's all the way in St. Cloud, so he can't reasonably access the toy box on a regular basis because, um, all three are doing things differently, but there's, they're still all doing things well. Right. So. Yep. All right. What's your Jeff, (laughs) Jeff Choban. Who's Ryan? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I don't know how deep he wanted me to go on that. Um, I'm, a a washed up 41 year old racer of things that enjoys long walks on the golf course. Yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. Kurt Roberts. Why do companies have to come out with a new car every year? Ben did a great job of answering this for me because you buy them. Yep. Yeah. If, if, if we didn't kneel down, bend over however you want to put it and swipe that credit card, every single year, then they wouldn't keep doing that. They yeah. would go off of a, a two-year program. Um, you see it in golf. Golf kind of knows that they can't nail enough people every single year. Yep. So they, they take time. They really develop a product. They make it great. And there are usually some measurable differences moving forward by yearly. Right. Now, I think... Because of this yearly model, sometimes these RC companies do make a step backwards because they're just trying to get something out there. Sure. They're trying to make it be a little bit different. And that would be evidenced by people going back to a previous car, you know, right away after a new car gets released. Right, and right. it's happened before. Yeah. So that's why that's why that is. It's, Real it's qu- because we buy them. Yeah, uh, Jake says he drives from the St. Cloud to the toy boxing. He says it's worth it. John Shore has a solution, and I like this solution. John goes, my solution would be let the drivers choose intermediate or expert on the sign-up sheet, then assign the driver's skill levels on the computer, which is simple. Then you sort the qualifiers by that, and that, but that also gives your intermediate drivers to mix their way in with the expert. You know what I mean? Right, the ability to, if they throw down a heater, do their, you know, first clean run ever. Right. So To jump up and mix it up with those boys. It's like um, a resort without having to race first. Right. So anyways, so sorry about that. Keep going. And that, That's something that I always tried to do when I was race directing here and there. I never did it nearly as much as you did, but I used to pop it in here and there and help out. Um, there was a time when it was really hard to find somebody that did want to run the race. You know, yeah. everybody wants to just be racing. That's yeah. the way it is. But when I did that, I was always stacking heats. Right. Always. Yeah. I stacked the four wheel heat. More fun. Yeah. I always stacked right. the four wheel yeah, heat. You say that earlier. Like, and yeah. I, I fully support stacking heats when you 
have a good idea when you know all the names and can, you know, make a good decision on your own to where people belong. But anyways, right. moving on. Jeff Ford, Ryan, what's your biggest oh damn moment operating a crane? <laughs> um, I, I haven't done too many things that I'm not supposed to do. Um, I have had to to get into the override key on a couple occasions yeah. and um, kind of start pushing the crane towards its limits. My, my biggest oh damn moment was something that led to eventually led to me leaving Vix and going elsewhere and kind of putting myself in a hole for the last year. I was at a job site with a mobile crane. We, we call it a truck crane. Right. It was the end of the day. We're getting the thing broken down. We're putting the boom back into the saddle, which if it's going down the road, you would kind of look at that as being the trailer. Yep. If you wanted to think about it like a semi-truck, which it kind of sort of technically is, it's classified as that when it's going down the road. Um, I forgot to release a valve on the boom. The boom is what goes up and down yep. on the crane. Um, you release that valve so that you can go down the road and that boom can float so that a trailer can move up and down like it normally would. Mm -hmm. um, when you're operating that crane, if you don't touch the controls, that boom's not going to move. Okay. So I forgot to hit that valve, which then did not allow the front and the rear of the crane to articulate. So we were leaving this job site and there was a large crest you know, a hill as we were leaving the guy's property. So since the crane couldn't manipulate itself to the terrain, yeah. as he was going, I, I was the operator at the time, so I was not driving the crane. I was spotting this guy, getting him through kind of a tight spot on this farm. Okay. And he crests the hill, and because the back of the crane can't articulate he starts doing a wheelie oh and both of us you know it's the whites of our eyes yep the biggest oh oh crap moment we've both had at work and what i was hoping he would do is i tried to calm him down and get him to just slowly go back down the hill but instead he hammered it he got himself over the balance point so then the front of the crane came down no and the crane yep so yeah the crane wasn't allowing itself to go up or down but it could freely move left and right uh oh so when the back of the crane picked up it swung over and it swung into this guy's barn <sighs> and i didn't do a whole lot of damage but the potential for damage was massive like right. i could have taken out this guy's 100 year old barn yeah completely you know if there was livestock in there we could have killed him anyway the the potential for harm was was huge. The outcome was very very small. But that was just the first incident in a long line of dominoes that you know definitely took me down several pegs in my career. But I've I've Ooh. recently built myself back up. So yeah, aren't you at a new company now? I'm back at Vix, but I'm at the refinery, which okay. is kind of a separate wing. Gotcha. I, I, I know you were, um, yeah, weren't you with a different company after VIX for a little bit? Yeah, I was working for this place called Armstrong. They've been around a long time. They just sold out 
um, within the last couple of months to a huge crane company called Barnhart. They're um, probably number two or three in the nation. Um, so huge, huge company. But um, that happened after I left. So I left in August. I got on with VIX yeah. um, for a big turnaround, a shutdown that they were doing at the Flint Hills Refinery in Rosemount. And then I just kept making it through all of the layoffs that they were doing because we were up nice. to like 300 guys at one point. Yep. During the shutdown, it's, you know, 24 hours a day, two 12-hour shifts. And um, we're down to like 20 guys now, and I'm still Damn. there. So, well, that's good. So I'm going to have a little bit of layoff time this winter, but probably not too darn long. And I'm just going to just gonna keep running with that since things are going good. So, yeah, yeah. All long right. answer, long. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm yawning not because of your story, because I'm just freaking tired. <laughs> I have seven hours of sleep in the past two nights. Yeah, we don't have too much. No, too you're, much fine. To so you're fine. You're fine. How do you plan to introduce your boys to this goofy hobby? Uh, they already know what my crawler looks like, and they love chasing it around. <laughs> so I plan to, whenever it makes sense, you know, I'll teach them how to drive that. Obviously, it's nice and slow. They won't be able to do a ton of damage. Right. That's why I started um, Joe 3 with. Yeah, perfect. And then um, when they can navigate that, then I'll they'll be allowed to run a, a very tamed down version of my monster truck. Nice. And then we'll just go from there. Um, <clears throat> if I do get them into racing, they will not be coming racing with me until they can successfully navigate at least cones in a parking lot over and over and over and over again i'm just i don't want them to uh spend their entire race upside down like some of these some of these kids their their parents kind of set them up for failure at first which some of them don't care they're having a blast anyway so well like with um joe three with him i had him practice first and then and then um he did okay enough in practice. It's like, all right, let's race. And then the race started and the kid froze and just started <laughs> sure. like, you know, but all right, keep going. Sorry about that. I keep interrupting. Yeah, Michael, Michael Petroff, any news on Thunder Road? I don't, I don't know why he asked. No, um, um, there's hey. no news. Brian was talking about um, possibly getting a grant from the city. About... Oh, he, so he, he was trying to do something. Brian was trying to do, I don't think, I I don't foresee it happening. We are, this community is hungry for off-road. Not so much clakes. You have like 30 guys saying, oh, I missed a 510. But we got 84 on a Friday night, Ryan. We had 114 at the border battle. Yeah. Minnesota is hungry for off-road. We're getting... 90 to 100 at the hobby farm for dirt oval you know it's awesome it is Uh, we're hungry to race we just and we don't need a national level facility we just need a place to set our cars up you know to pit in we man that place was nice though huh it was and you know i said hobby shop well track it was great it was great i never i never actually raced there okay um I would go there and practice, yep. you know, during my slow season in the wintertime once in a, you know, once in a while. And right. Every time I went there, I had a blast. Right. So I do miss that place. And, and, and know, I miss their, their crawler course. Yeah, too. definitely. 
I miss this pimp looking dude. He, he looked like um who's the one who sung uh thrift shop, the wrapped what's his Macklemore? name? Macklemore? Yes. He looked like Macklemore. <laughs> and okay. he had the six by Traxxas Mercedes. And he wore a long fur coat and he had these gold rimmed sunglasses and he wore <laughs> massive chains and a bunch of gold rings. I'm like, dude, I miss seeing that guy, you know, as is. I just miss seeing that guy. <laughs> That's a character. <laughs> oh, he was and he never said a word. Was never Oh yeah, John says the Russian mafia looking dude. Yeah. It's like super tight, slick back hair. I'm like, this guy, this fucking guy, there's a story behind this guy. I want to, and yeah. it could, I wouldn't even ask though, but like, I want to ask. Dear, I'm the type of guy to ask people like that. Yeah. Like if this some bitch is crazy enough to wear this out in public. Yeah. Who knows what he's capable of? And I don't want to know. Right. So you right. figure out that story and that'll be a good one to tell on here. Yeah. So. All right. Connor Ehlers, 165 yards. 10 feet of downhill, no wind, early morning, 50 degrees, temperature, what club are you taking? And I had to ask him a qualifying question. I said, is there trouble short? And he says, nothing but water. So he's asking what I would hit, okay. 165 yards out, 10 feet downhill. Um, I asked him if there was trouble short yep. because normally I would probably just hit a full 8-iron and... Well, I'd probably chunk it and go in the water. So um, a nice, smooth 7-iron, which I'm probably going to forget because normally when I do that, when you club up and just tell yourself to swing easy so that you actually make it there yep. with no problems, um, a lot of times I forget that I'm going to do that and I take a full swing anyway. Yeah. So, so I just bomb it right over the green. Yeah, um, the, that's there, probably what would happen, Connor. Yeah, there's another thing that's going to disappoint you, but I've been been on TikTok lately. <sighs> Actually, I'm on TikTok wow. Live right now too. I mean, I'd <laughs> whatever. I I I recently got back on Instagram. Yep. So I guess I see well, TikTok from a week ago. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and but there's this um gal on there named um golf club or golf club girl katie and she was trying to be a pro golfer and she golfs for college but she's like oh, i'm gonna des design golf clubs and putters and junk like that instead she's you know obviously a good golfer but my favorite content she does is she puts the ball in the sweet spot sweet spot checker hits the pen on the ball to find the sweet spot and then she cuts it open to see how even all the layers are and to see if it's a quality ball or a cheap piece of shit or a knockoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you seen her? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that, Joe. I'll have to I say. Don't, I, don't, I don't spend a lot of time watching people I do not open golf balls. I do not. Dude, oh, my TikTok is weird. It's like, wholesome like dog video this chick cutting open golf balls rc video and then like some dude getting brutally knocked out yep it, i, I mean yep so anyway All sorry right. i keep interrupting Dustin granby 
Dustin Granby, thoughts on the new RC8B 4.1? We kind of did that earlier, so we'll just yeah, keep moving. it's a slick car. Um, Anthony Swift, who else is going to come run Mod TC, Mod Touring Car? Gets rid of the battery and motor BS. Stock classes <laughs> go through to be fast. So I had, um, I don't know if you remember, I raced Mod Touring Car mm-hmm. two years ago at the Motorhead Madness race. Yep. The Minnesota State Champs. It's one of the most fun times I've ever had. Um, I'm not going to do it again, but it was a great memory. I had a great time. Um, just not nearly good enough of a tuner or a driver to race mod touring car. But and this is, this is yeah. not me being a dick Anthony. Yeah. Cause Anthony Swift is a good driver. Yeah, he is. But the difference between him and Bussy was pretty fucking big. You know, I think Swift can shrink that down a bit if he keeps practicing with the car. Right. But Swift was driving well, but man, it's Bussy could use that speed. He had like a 6.0 or 7.0 in his car. It was insane. <laughs> Anthony also asks, biggest piece of advice for a beginner, my wife, to learn how to drive and gain confidence upgraded her to a new ride that hopefully will debut in a few weeks here now i don't know exactly where she's at driving wise but the very very first step is what we just talked about it's making sure that you can successfully navigate a parking lot with cones i I, obviously you're not going to do that with yeah a high-end sedan um i know that she had a fortec at one point that would be way up that alley yep to learn how to drive with out on the out on the pavement for sure so right i i just think that that's a good precursor to coming to the track and pounding practice laps and then i don't know how you get over the anxiety of doing your first race when you've never raced anything before you deal in your with life. it I, you deal with it that's what you have to do you have to deal with it yeah yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to like put myself back to my very first BMX race and I had, I think maybe just because a BMX bike when I was 13 was an extension of my body. So it wasn't a big deal to just go out and start ripping around the track. Yeah, Lance he Lance so is I, right. He goes, "You don't you don't do anything about the anxiety. You deal with it." You want to know what I did for my first BMX race, Ryan? I went across the street to my neighbor's house and went in his fridge and pounded three beers, shotgunned them. I was like <laughs> 13, 14. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean. It's a wonder. It's a wonder you're still alive. Yeah. Junior. And I'm like healthy and thriving. It's fucking weird. Camlin asks, uh, are there dreams of monster truck freestyle comps in your future? Definitely not. Um, I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat that truck a lot nicer than the people that you see drive those things on YouTube. Yeah. I just, I'm not willing to uh, rebuild the thing all the time. Right. So I'm, I'm probably gonna just kind of pussyfoot fart around with it. So right. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be going well, going off on that thing. Yeah. Lance is saying he shotgun spears on race days too. That's RC car racing though. 
Uh, Jeff Choban again. What are your thoughts on a possible spec tire 21.5 two-wheel drive buggy class for next year? Um, sounds like people that know more than me think that 21.5 is a good idea. Um, I don't. I never really think spec tires are a great idea because not. you never know when that next inventory issue is going to come along. Yep. And... It seems like it's happened to every single class that's ever been spec tired. You are correct. You are correct. And I tried specking a tire for, um, I had a RC 10 class in my super Saturday electric series. I spec the Tamiya J motor and I forget what tire it was, but it was just a tire that worked well on our two-wheel buggies. Yep. Everybody bought the tire. Two days before round one, Proline discontinued the fucking tire. Yep. It's like, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. It is. But no, um, yeah, spec tire, no. I mean, they do spec tire over in Europe, and... It works out for them. The, everywhere they run mezzos and cut staggers. It's sure. simple, but... All right. Do you have any more? You had a lot of comments under that post. I do. It's uh, I got a few more here. Another Jeff Choban one. This one I really wanted to get to. Should 110 races be longer? We could probably have 15 to 20-minute mains for all classes with today's batteries mm-hmm, might have to mm-hmm. consider runtime and temperature in your setup. As the comments go down, it gets more and more towards like 10 minute mm-hmm. mains. Yeah. Um, I'm personally not a fan at all. Um, 10th scale, a 10th scale races take long enough. Yep. As it is as a full race day. Um, B most people can't even do a clean run in a five minute main. Right. So, once you once you get I feel like once you get past six or seven minutes, yep. you're you're through a threshold where a, almost everybody's driving goes to crap. It does after that. Um, and I I think and people say, you know, what about nitro racing? Well, every seven and a half minutes you get a breather. You do. You get a chance to catch your breath, reset and get back out there and do it blink yes you get, you yes know, get a chance to blink your eyes a bunch of times and get them lubricated yeah um i've i've never enjoyed long electric mains what about you the thing about it is i'm looking as a race director standpoint right the race days are fucking long enough as they are yeah now what i would be for this is what i would be for and John just said, so much time qualifying, so little time actually racing. I'm willing to do one seating round of two minutes of seating. You don't need three or five minutes. Put together three laps or you don't. Fuck off. You do one round of qualifying and then no bumps. You just double a or double mains for everything. And that's where you finish for the night. And bumps, dude, I'll tell you what. Dollar Hobbies has the hardest B-Main in the region by a lot. Like, you should see some of the names in the B. It's like, holy shit. 
But, man, it's so hard because we are in a bump-up culture. But that's not always been the case. You just finish where you finished back in the day. Yeah, I've raced places before, dollar included, and not had bumps. And got to tell you, wasn't butthurt about it. I won't be butthurt about it either myself, but, you know, some people are. Um, some people try to complain their way into wins. <laughs> I'm going to keep poking that. <laughs> Jeff with another really good question. Does pineapple belong on pizza, and what's wrong with everyone who says no? Um, I'm with pineapple on pizza. I'm to each their own. I do enjoy it in yeah. a couple different versions. I think the people that are so adamantly against it, they're either they're it's like either virtue signaling or the people that hate Nickelback just to hate Nickelback. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a thing that they can't explain. They don't know why they feel that way, but everybody else says it, so they say it. I can explain my hatred for Nickelback. I really can. Because <laughs> I've had this discussion before. I love Nickelback with their debut album. There there was a couple bangers on it, like Leader of Men was one of the songs. And then they came out with their ballad album, and that's where they really hit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I actually have a real reason why I hate Nickelback because I did love their first album and I still listen to shit off their first album. It's kind of like Sugar Ray. Yeah. Sugar Ray effed really hard yeah. before they got popular. They did, absolutely. A lot of bands did. Yep. You know. Um Kurt Roberts people goes people that are laughing right now and they yeah. can't believe it cuz like they're picturing, you know, Mark McGrath with that stupid Yes, the frost highlighted hair. And whatnot. Ryan, um, you had it too, and so machine. did I. <laughs> Sugar Ray, Mean Machine, look it up. Yeah. It F's hard. Yeah. Kurt Roberts last says... One, oh, go ahead. What's that? We'll catch up with comments in a minute. Go with the last one. Will Brinton asks, who are your picks to win the RC Chili Bowl? Will, I don't know anybody that's going. If you're going, I pick you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And that's it for me. I don't know. I'm guessing Will's going to win. Will's going to fucking win. Will and Craig Stern will be in the A of whatever he runs. Is Will a mod sprint guy? Yes. Cool. Will goes... Best class in RC Oval. I don't know how he does it because, like, with Midwest Mods, which is a 17.5 2S, we turn down our throttle endpoints. Right. Everybody does. Every um, like Clayton with his thirteen five sprint, he had that down to seventy five percent yesterday. I'd be interested to ask Kendall Welch where, what, yeah, what they he would have ran back when he was he dipped into mod sprint down at different Tease scenario, different scenario for a little while. He's had more. Grip. Oh yeah, but that's that's the tease. Tease was my. I don't even know what to call it. Sistine Chapel. Yeah. No. RC Oval Racing. I, I probably won't ever race RC Oval again unless a place like that exists. Dude, that's, I'm having so much fun at the farm. Yeah, no, and that's great. And I'm glad that you are. I'm not interested, and I never have been, in what you guys call loose dirt oval. And, and I it's think not it's, even loose. I think it's... I think it's because what I started out at 
just play racing yep. in Baxter right. was so superior to anything that I've ever even seen on YouTube or anything like that. Right. It's the and the best place I ever raced organized racing was Tees and it's not even close. So, so yeah, the Chili Bowl starts out like loose loose. Yep. And it grooves up super hard. So um RIP to Tees by yeah. the way, I had no idea that Charlie had called it quits. Um, it was time because it was it was such a great place to race, and he kept it going for so much longer than I figured he would have. Yep. Because his kid's been hard into the hockey scene for a long time. Right. And he was able to keep up with that for a really long time, and everybody that loved that place should. I mean. Yeah, you're you're feeling bad that you lost your awesome place to race, but just the fact that it was a, around as long as it was was kind of miraculous. Sure, so. sure. Well, they were doing okay numbers. You couldn't ever really look at the numbers though, because one thing, he never he built the facility and he never updated. Yep. So like he was still using RC Scoring Pro. Yep. It's like, what the hell is that even anymore? um oh man oh it was such a great race track yeah and the cars were so much fun to drive and he had that oval dialed and that's all he cared about he let the off-road go to hell for a long time rex welch was the only one working on that track and he wouldn't get him charlie wouldn't get him a water supply right you know um but yeah no it was it looked fun um it looked like your motor actually mattered there um, yeah, I mean, setup was oh, massive, yeah. and you setup. you had to, through the course of the race day, you had to grow with your car always. Right. You, it was not like, let's say, carpet off-road, yep. where you, you work, 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 find that setup. When you're happy, then that thing's basically good until, you know, the next iteration of a track design, right? Right, right. So... All right, uh, let's go through the comments, and we can finish this guy off if he'd like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kurt Roberts goes, I never understood why we need four rounds of qualifying. It's, well, we don't, Kurt. That's an on-road thing, really. They do it in off-road here and there for big races, too. I was never really a fan. But, like, on a Friday night, off-road night, it's just bam, bam, bam. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could remember, um, I want to say... Um... When the 510, you know, got to its its last phase with Chris, yep, he had some trophy races at the beginning of him running things where I think we had three rounds of qualifying that it were rockets. such a waste. And I was like, what the F are we doing here? We did four at the, um, at the Christmas Classic that um, – was rocket rounds, but rocket rounds is an on-road yeah. thing, which you'd think qual points would be the thing for on-road because the last two rounds are the fastest. Your first two rounds sure. don't count for shit. Right. So um, Craig Stern says, Snowbirds, no bumps except the B main. So nobody bumps into the A's at the birds. Uh, Justin says he hates pineapple, but he'll jam to Nickelback. That was Lance. And then John says, every round of Maine should kick off with burn it to the ground. If you know, you know. 
Burn It to the Ground is such a great tune. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not even ashamed to admit that I, I will play some Nickelback. Absolutely. Yeah. Kurt says, Tease was the best. Doug Reek saying, uh, it was great to hear from you, Ryan. And Ben said, there were four rounds at the Sub-Zero. Oof. I remember there being three, but... There might have right. been one Friday night. But they were... But when it was Sean's version of the Sub Zero, it was it was qual points, right? As were his trophy races. His trophy races that had three rounds were qual points as well. If you're doing more than two rounds of an off road, if you're doing more than two rounds, you need to do qual points. Yep. You want to know something that's nuts? What? Which I kind of like because it all counts. Gary up at the hobby farm, we do two rounds of qualifying, and it's two rounds qual points. Both rounds count cool yeah so you don't whatever i'm in huh i'm into it yeah you I like consistency. there there's no throwouts which i do like myself so all right should we uh end this one yeah I'll, uh as i used to say in the past i'm ran out of content yeah i've ran out of talent i'm joe jr and with me was ryan green and we've ran out of talent have a good night guys